Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning into the show. As always, I got my main dog with me, Darnell. I'm Trey, and we are coming your way with the 106th edition of the Don't Kill the Messages podcast. First thing we're about to touch in for this week is we're about to hit up some UFC. Uh, we have a pretty nice uh, fight night coming on this weekend uh, with UFC Fight Night 128. Uh, got some pretty good fights on the card, I believe. Um, just Darnell, just what are your thoughts on the fight night, man? Before we get into the co and the main event. Five four fight night. Uh some nice car. I already got some names that uh some people may know. Uh you have uh the main event with Leah Barbosa and then you got Frankie Edgar and Cub Swanson at the top of the card, so that'll bring in some people and then uh you got J- Jim Miller on the card who's been a UFC mainstay. Uh so should should be a fun card. Uh, but you do have some newcomers that, uh, that some people may be able to learn about on this card, but, uh, couple, couple, uh, known names to at least draw you into the card. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, first thing I'm about to talk about, uh, for this fight night is the co-main event, a co-main event, which is Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson. Um, just what are your thoughts on this, uh, fight, man? Do you think, uh, Frankie may have rushed getting back into the octagon, uh, especially with that vicious KO? Uh, yeah. From- yeah, I, I feel the exact same way, man. Um, it's always interesting to me to see how these, uh, fighters, um, respond, uh, especially getting their first, uh, getting their first, uh, ever, uh, knockout loss. Um, in the UFC, um, it's just very interesting, especially just a dominant guy like Frankie Edgar, man, the dude just a boss. Um, you know, dude just got a, plenty of names on his, uh, resume that he's just defeated. And especially for him to go out there, suffer a brutal KO, uh, by Ortega and then just come back in there. Just to me, my personal opinion, just rush. Um, I think this might be a little bit too much on his equate. Um, especially fighting a guy like Cub Swanson because Cub can get it in, man. So, yeah, I, I feel as if he uh, rushed this one. I think he should have took a little bit of time off. Yeah, I mean, this is six weeks after taking. He had a first KO of his career, but it was it was rough of him to see. He yeah. uh, he got crumpled. Uh, and I mean, I guess it's just surprising to see that. I mean, I guess he it was a quick fight. Uh, in the realm of things, it was only one round fight, yeah. but just to see that he didn't have a longer suspension. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. Come back from this. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know how his neurological scans looked after he came back from the fight, but I mean, you get knocked out like that, you have to be concussed. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I guess he could have kept his cardio up and everything, but. Uh, this is this seems to be an awful quick fight. Probably soon after he was allowed to go back into full contact training. Yeah. So yeah, I nobody can doubt Frankie Edgar's toughness. Uh, yeah. he, he's been through some battles, and I mean he's come back from looking pretty almost like he was going to get KO'd in fights. Yeah. Uh, so I assume six weeks he, he'll be uh, at his peak athletically. Uh, to come back, but he's, he's not, 
coming into an easy fight here. Cub Swanson is a monster himself and is capable of taking anybody's lights out too. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if, cause you know, sometimes once you take that first knockout, it's a lot easier to take the second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, night, we'll we'll see how this yeah. goes. Yeah, this man. When I was uh, looking up this fight card, um, I saw Frankie Edgar on. I was like, uh, "This must be an old fight card or something." Man, I was like, "I know this guy ain't getting back in the uh, octagon that quick," but he is. So, um, it's just gonna be interesting to see how that chin is gonna be uh, up against a guy like Swanson. Man, um, you know, like I said, I think he rushed it. Um, the dude's a beast. I know Frankie can get it in whenever, wherever, but. You know, sometimes you just got to take uh, just a little break and just reevaluate everything and, you know, just to make sure that nothing like that won't happen again to you because uh, those punches can definitely add up for sure. Um, but just who who you got in this fight, man? Who are you feeling? I don't like betting against Edgar, but I don't know. I just feel like this is too soon, so I'm going with Cub. Yeah, I feel the same. I feel exactly the same, man. I, I I know Frankie's a beast. Um, I know Cub is a beast. Uh, just to come back from a vi- uh, vicious KO like that, just that quick, um, just kind of got to be questioning and uh, just doubting him right now, man. It's just, that was just a bad KO, man, and him just going right back in the uh, ring like that. And, you know, plus I just got to see how he's going to be able to take uh, punches going forward because, you know, you just brought it up, man. Once you get that first KO, uh, those second and third ones can uh, start to just come out um, even more. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with Cub on this one. Um, you think he's going to get a KO against him, uh, perhaps, or you think it's going to go to distance? Um, how you feeling, man? Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, it's an automatic KO. Uh, Cub is definitely capable of that. And yeah. I definitely be shocked, like we both just said, once a fighter. Uh, especially one that's known to have a really strong chin. They take that first one. All of a sudden, it seems like they, it's a, all of a sudden becomes a weakness instead of their strong point because, you know, most fighters, they have that mentality that, you know, especially if you have that aura about you is that you don't get knocked out like he had. Yeah. I, I don't see him. I don't see him changing his style six weeks after taking that first knockout. Yeah. So he's still going to do what he does. So if that opening is there and Cub can take it, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, but I'll say Cub by decision. Uh, yeah. That's how, that's how his last four victories before the last loss had, had been. So I'm going to go with the decision. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with that as well, man. Um, I think Cubs, uh, he can definitely, uh, land some good punches on there. I think he's going to stun, uh, Edgar a couple of times in that fight. But, um, yeah, I, I just think, uh, Frankie is a tough SOB. So I think he's going to be able to pull through, but, um, I did not see him getting a W in this fight. So. All right. Up next, uh, Got to talk about my two dudes, man. I hate to pick a winner in this one because uh, I like both of them. But uh, we got my man Edson Barbosa versus Detroit's finest, Kevin Lee. Uh, just what are your thoughts on this fight, man? Ah, very interesting fight. Uh, yeah. You got Edson, who's really good all-around fighter, but you know, standout uh, in BJJ. Uh, but I mean, he can he can finish people in the 
last uh, then you have Kevin Lee who's very similar he, he's a strong strong wrestler good boxing uh, has a really good uh, choke to him that he tends to lock on to people a lot yeah uh, coming off of a loss uh, Kevin Lee and well both of them coming off a loss yeah. actually uh, Edson to Khabib and Kevin Lee to Tony Ferguson to you know top contenders so uh, if, if that's anything their first losses in a long time and it's coming against uh, two people that one was the former interim champion and the current champion so that's yeah. a level that these two are at yeah. so I mean I expect I expect some fireworks and I don't I don't think this fight goes distance hmm. uh, in any way all right. Yeah, uh, man, like I said, man, both of these guys are my dudes, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see these two just get it on up in the octagon, man. Um, I just like what both of them can bring to the table. Um, Kevin Lee, just this young, uh, cocky guy, goes up in there and can do it all. Good striker. Uh, he can get you with the wrestling. Um, Essen Barbosa, uh, just a guy, man, got great experience. He can break you down with those kicks, um, and everything that he does. Um, just like what both of these, uh, two can bring to the table. Um, so it's just, uh, this is just going to be two great styles, uh, potentially making a great fight. Um, however, with me, man, I just, I got a feeling this is going to go the distance. Um, you know, a part of me, man, I just, both of these dudes, my guy, so I don't really want to see none of them get banged up that bad. But, um, I don't know, man, I just think what both of these guys' styles, I think they're going to be a little, uh, timid, uh, just respect each other's styles, um, and respect their talents uh, a little bit going into this fight. They're not, I don't think they're going to try to do anything, um, too, um, risky, uh, to potentially lose this fight. But I think both of these guys, uh, are right on track to potentially get a, uh, title shot real soon. Whether, I don't know if it'll be this fight that could cause them to get it or possibly uh, another fight, um, after this one to potentially get a title shot. But I think they're right there. Uh, I just think both of these guys are going to go in there and try to play it smart and not risk that much. But, um, just looking forward to this fight, man. Um, you said, uh, you don't think it's going to go to the distance, uh, the distance. So who do you think is going to win this? Uh, who do you got? That's what I've been racking myself over. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think it probably ends in some sort of submission. Hmm. Uh, but it's just, you know, you got the wrestler with a stronger top game and then you got a slick jujitsu artist and, you know, Kevin Lee's last loss was by, by a triangle choke. Yeah. So, it's wondering just how, how that goes. Has he learned from that? Uh, you know, get back to, you know, keeping your head up and checking yourself against somebody that's really good at, uh, BJJ. And, you know, I think Barbosa, he's not a better fighter than Tony Ferguson, but his, his, uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is better. Yeah. So, I can agree with that. That's interesting. And, uh, I want to go with home, hometown, but I think I'm leaning more towards that team. Hmm. Okay. Uh, not a bad pick at all. Uh, I'm actually, I'm feeling, uh, Kevin Lee, man. I just think, uh, with those kicks, I think, um, Barbosa's going to have to be a 
little careful with those kicks, man, with him trying to break Kevin Lee down. I think uh, he could potentially, uh, with him going for one of those strikes, uh, Kevin Lee could time it right and, uh, you know, take him down. And, you know, UFC, man, he gets a good amount of points uh, with those takedowns. So I think uh, Kevin Lee, he's going to be uh, doing a good job with uh, with those takedowns in this fight. So don't know if he could do a lot of damage um, once he can bring him down because, you know, you got that jujitsu going, um, you know, you could definitely be a beast with that once you, you know, on your back or whatever. But, um, just think, man, the takedowns by Kevin Lee, uh, will be a huge factor, um, into this fight. I think he'll be able to take them down. So, but we have to see, man, this is going to be a good one for sure. If he can control the ground like that, for sure, he, uh, he, he will have a clear path for winning this for sure. Yeah. Now, uh, with whoever, um, wins this one, you know, you just brought up that Kevin Lee just fought the, uh, well, lost to the champ, um, with Ferguson. Um, he was doing pretty well in that fight, man. Uh, I, I had him winning the, uh, first, uh, couple rounds against, uh, Ferguson until he got, uh, tapped out. But, um, if these guys, whoever wins this fight, man, do you think they'll get the title shot next or do you think, um, uh, what do you think, man? You still think they both have a little bit more to prove or what? I would assume uh, both would probably have to win another fight just so okay. they can kind of get a streak. But if one looks just totally dominant, you know Dana White, he falls in love quickly. So Yeah, very true. If one of them just looked amazing, I, I could definitely see him just saying, oh, well, that's your number one contender right there. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that, man. I, I think, uh, both of these guys are just very skilled. Uh, they're, they're right there. I could definitely see both of these guys being champions, um, in the future. Uh, but just both of them coming off a loss, uh, they both have something to prove, uh, with this fight night coming up. Um, you know, unless it's just a completely just dominant fight, uh, I think it would be good just for both of them to, um, get another fight in, uh, especially for Lee. Uh, because he's just so young, uh, he's still young. He was right there to get that championship against Ferguson, but um, you know, gotta go in there, man, and just get get your experience and uh, just learn more what you can, man, for those championship bouts. So, but all right, man. Um, anything else to add for the fight night? No, like I said, it should be a fun card. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, um. Talk I just to give your thoughts on somebody who used to work uh for the UFC. Uh Ronda Rousey, man. Um she's been making news with the WWE. Um recently was in WrestleMania and stuff, man. Just how do you think that transition has been going for her so far? Uh, it's been going surprisingly well, honestly. Uh she seems to kind of be a natural, at least for the theatrical part of it. Yeah. Uh there's some work that needs to be done as far as learning the craft of, you know, wrestling in the ring. She, she can do some things very well just because, you know, you come from a MMA background, you know how to throw and, and do certain things. And she's, she looks to be willing to do everything. She went through a table the week before WrestleMania. So, uh, she, she definitely seems to be all in. This isn't just a money grab. She actually wants to do it and wants to be good at it. Uh, but honestly, the biggest thing going forward 
is something she's just kind of always had naturally. And that's just that intensity that she just can somehow bring up in herself works for. So, like I said, as far as the, the theatrics of the WWE, she's a natural fit. She doesn't have to talk much. Uh, she's kind of like in the same realm as that Lesnar. Like she, at some point, you might want to give her a mouthpiece that'll talk for her, but yeah. uh, a look can say a thousand words for her. And like when she gets that like face off look in her eye that she would have yeah, before fights, face. like yeah, yeah, she seriously looks psychotic, and you like you feel like uh, she might murder somebody, and she has that going for her. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I was just thinking, man, uh, you know, my girl Cyborg, uh, she's been kind of talking with, uh, having discussions of possibly going to the, uh, making a WWE fight, man. So, wouldn't be UFC, man, but maybe somehow they will get that, uh, you know, dream, uh, Rousey versus Cyborg fight going, man, but WWE style, so. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> think that will work that well. Yeah. Same as we all saw the real, like we know what real life would probably happen in that one. So, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't see that going how it would go. And cyborg, I don't think would fit in that uh, in that world. Yeah, I agree. But all right, man, uh, let's get right into some NBA playoffs. Uh, what we're about to touch on now is we're about to start off at the East. Um, First series about to talk about is Toronto versus Washington. Uh, Toronto leads two to zero um, in this series. Um, just what are your thoughts on that series, man? I mean, Toronto's they're they're living up. I won't say living up to, but uh, they're holding holding their uh, throne as that uh that top seed. Yeah, uh, they. The first game was really back and forth, which is kind of what I expected from that series because Washington, even though they played down this year, yeah. you just know what that backcourt is capable of. They would just pull it back together. Yeah. Uh, but Toronto's been there. They, every time it looked like they might, uh, give up a game, uh, in this series, they, they step back up and hit big shots. So yeah. they, they have actually kind of impressed me with, uh, their fortitude in this series because Washington is is a tough matchup for them, and you know they've been uh, holding up well. Yeah, uh, Toronto has been playing like that number one seed, man. Um, very thankful that we did not have uh, the show last week. Um, would have had us, uh, you know, making the predictions for the series. Um, I had why I would have picked Washington to win this one. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm a fan of Lowry, man. It's just that, you know, just time and time again, man, him and DeRozan have just found ways to just disappoint me, um, in the playoffs when it came to, to those two just playing together. Um, their chemistry would just, uh, be off in the playoffs, um, sometimes whenever they would just work together. But to be fair, uh, with Washington, um, sometimes Wall and Bill, uh, could not just get it going on as well. So, um, but just looking at the history of this team, man, um, just was very surprised, man, that they were able to click like they, um, are doing now. Just because, you know, like I just said, man, they would just have times, man, where they would just be playing horrible together, um, on that court. So it's finally good to see them, uh, just clicking 
um, just got everything going um, like they should have been doing uh, years ago. But um, just want to see, you know, we're two games in, they're playing well, but um, still would like to just see a little bit more if they can continue to be consistent like this uh, just going forward. Um, so Washington is a tough team. Uh, should not Definitely should not take their foot off the pedal playing against uh, this Washington team because Wall and those guys can get it going. But if they advance to the second round, uh, you know, can I expect to see DeRozan and Lowry to continue to play well? Um, that I would like to see um, just because of their previous um, years of just being disappointing in the playoffs. But very proud as yeah. to see those time. The guys just out there just clicking together um, right now. So hopefully they can just keep it up. Yeah. It was going to be basically that that big challenge to see if they are what they've looked like. Yeah. You, you, you can still say they were in the comforts of their home court for game one and two. Yeah. That's why they pulled out and uh, ran away with both of those games by the end. Yeah. But let's see what it's like now going into hostile territory, you know, going back into the States to play uh, the Wizards in Washington. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how they look there. Cause, yeah. I mean, they – they did well in these games, you know, one game one by eight and game two by 11. Uh, but, you know, games were, they, they were not just runaways for them. So definitely want to see how they look. Yeah. All right. Up next, uh, we're about to touch on Philly versus Miami. Um, any concern with Philly, man? Um, I think, uh, with Philly having all their pieces together, I think they're clearly, uh, the better team. I'm against Miami, but they're missing as Kabisa and Joel Embiid uh, the first two games. Um, any worries they could lose a series, or you still think they'll be able to pull it off uh, without Embiid? I think he's going to be... He got cleared for game three. Okay, cleared for game three, yeah. So, got the beast uh, back for game three. So, um, he's as good that he's coming back. But um, with that being said, man, any worries uh, with Philly um, now or... Not think? not as of yet. Okay. Uh, they, I think game two was clearly youth showing. Uh, yeah. After the second half they had against the Heat uh, last Saturday where they ended up just walking over them in the second half and winning by 27, I think they knew. They they probably felt like they had this uh, series in the bag. Yeah. I mean, for what everybody on this team, but JJ Reddick, this is their first first playoff series. So yeah, it's a lot of guys that don't know that game to game you can have swings, and yeah. and they got and the Heat got lifted by a, a vintage uh, performance by D Wade putting up what twenty three in the first half or something like that. Yeah, off the bench. Off. Yeah, so old man can still play. Yeah, uh, so. But as far as the talent goes, I think the Sixers just have too much, and they will end up winning this series. Uh, I think I think that game is probably good for them and let them know you got to keep your head in check yeah. here. There's no there's no series where you're just gonna be gifted all four games. Yeah, uh, I think they just probably that that twenty plus point win in the first game was more detrimental to them than good for them. So yeah, I think I think they need. Did this loss to go okay? We need to play tough uh, and be focused for every game here. Yeah, yeah. You basically just set it off, uh, man. I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, I think that game two uh, could have been a blessing for them with them getting that loss. 
uh, really just to give them a perspective that, you know, this isn't regular season anymore. This is the playoffs. Uh, you better bring it every single game, um, you know, if you want to win this. So uh, it was good to see uh, D. Wade go out there, man, and see Vintage Wade uh, go out there and handle his business um, like he's always done in Miami. Uh, so it is good, man. But this this series is, uh, I guess, uh, you know, them playing against guys like D. Wade and whatnot, uh, I think this is going to be helpful. Uh, for them just open their eyes and just get a good taste of just how this place, the pace of the playoffs and just uh, how you the mentality of it uh, just coming into uh, the series and everything, uh, just going to open up their eyes a little bit and uh, just get them ready for a round two because uh, I think they're going to beat this Miami team. So, yeah. Let me uh, get a pause real quick. Brown. All right, up next, we're about to talk about Boston versus Milwaukee. Uh, Boston is up 2-0 in the series. Uh, just to start this off, man, I got to say, man, I'm a little disappointed in this um, Milwaukee team. Um, I thought this series would at least be uh, tied 1-1, in my opinion. Um, I look at this Boston team. Don't get me wrong, they got some good veterans on that team, and they have some nice young pieces uh, that have just been balling uh, throughout the year. But when you got your two best players and don't have Gordon Hayward and you don't have Kyrie Irving, um, and you have this Milwaukee team that just got a guy like Antetokounmpo on the team, uh, Chris Middleton, Bledsoe, uh, Jabari Parker, just some young guys on there, man, that got great length and that can just bring it on the uh, court. Man, I thought these guys would at least be able to just put something up against them, man. But this Milwaukee team has just been playing absolutely horrible. Um, I guess this Boston team that's been short some players. Um, so just very disappointed, man. It some, kind of makes me think, you know, they got rid of Kid, but, you know, um, earlier this year, but, you know, was Kid really the problem? Uh, well, just kind of like how these guys are kind of playing right now, um, in these playoffs. Uh, just really been disappointing in my personal opinion, but just what are your thoughts on this, uh, series? I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the Celtics, I mean, I give them all the props for how they're playing. I don't want to take anything away from them, but like you said, they're missing two all-star caliber players. Yeah. And Milwaukee has one of the top two or three young stars in, in the league and a very good young team just with uh, athleticism and uh, length and everything, but they just can't seem to put it together for some reason. Yeah. Uh, they thought making a coaching change would do something. It doesn't look like that has worked. Uh, I don't know if it's just bad for the players or what, uh, but I mean, for one, with the talent they have, they should be more in the seven seed. Yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, know. yeah, but uh, seeing as they can't do anything with a Celtics team that is pretty, like, I mean, missing a lot of firepower. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown has picked up his game, uh, and you know, uh, Rosier, his, his or, yeah, huh? I said, uh, yeah, uh, Terry Rosier, or and, yeah, well, Rosier, but but Jalen Brown, he, he yeah, Jalen, yeah, uh, yeah, had, yeah. He had 30 in game two. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's amazing to see what Boston is doing, but, yeah. uh, as, uh, I agree with you too. I'm just kind of disappointed in the, the lack of dominance that Milwaukee should be, that level that they should be playing at. With yeah. The talent that they had. 
Now, with this man, um, you know, they had guys, uh, they're playing together for a decent amount of time, man, and just how they disappointing they've been looking right now. Um, if they lose a series, say, yeah, for they get swept, um, you think possibly management could possibly be looking to ship some of their players or trade them, or you still think that they're still a young team, uh, you know, give them another year or two to possibly see if they can get this thing on the road? Or what? How, how do you feel about it? I think either of those could be a possibility. Uh, they they let go of their coach midseason, so I wouldn't be surprised if ownership and the GM might say, hey, let's get the coach search going. Maybe if we get the, put the right system in place for these guys, maybe we have something. But yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think there's going to be too much of a, more of a timeline to say, let's keep this core together. Yes. Uh, so far, it's not working. Yeah. All right. Um, now, up next, uh, we're about to talk about Cleveland versus the Pacers. Oh, man, I'm absolutely worried about LeBron uh, right now. Uh, the series is tied one-to-one. Uh, the Pacers went in there and handled business for the first game. And LeBron, for the second game, he went completely off. Uh, could not have asked anything else from LeBron in the second game, but they still barely uh, got by uh, the Pacers um, on this one, man. So, uh, just how do how do you feel about this? Uh, you think there's a good chance that the Cavaliers can lose this round, or you think that King James is going to pull through like he always seems to do, or what? How, how do you feel about the series? I mean, just off the strength of LeBron, I'm still cautiously picking Cleveland here. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said there. Like, for LeBron to have a game like that, like, just going off, going for 40, and the Cavs win by three. Yeah. This is, I mean, this goes back to our show about the trade deadline. They blew up that whole team, and, like, I was – Confused with how many people were just like, "Oh, this was great work by Cleveland. Like they they made the moves that were necessary." And it was just like, you just brought up a whole new team, and you expect LeBron to make this all gel, and this will be yet another championship game caliber team. Where one outside of Kevin Love, like who else really is like a consistent problem on that team for somebody to deal with? Yeah, and so I mean, I, I wasn't as impressed with everybody else as the moves they made at the trade trade deadline, and I mean, it still hasn't helped their defensive ability, in yeah. my opinion. So I mean, I I really don't see see it being as much of a plus as people made it out to be, and I think that's bearing fruit right now in the playoffs. And as LeBron is once again doing everything, okay. and and they barely win a game against the Pacers, who have shown to be a good team. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, but this is the first round series for Cleveland, and it's it's a what is this a four or five matchup, right? Uh, yes. So and it's looking like a four or five matchup. So yeah. and I mean in the first game, Indiana beat the brakes off of. Yeah. So if you, you is this is this going to be this series? If if LeBron doesn't average forty points, they lose this series. <laughs> That's a scary thing. Is that yeah, yeah. But man, just to uh just to give a shout out to LeBron, man. Um just shows his talent, man. This guy's been carrying 
dead weight uh, through a lot of times over his career, man. If you take out the uh, Miami Heat, which was probably needed, man, with just how this guy was just carrying dead weight. But um, just shows just how remarkable he is, man, just going out there carrying teams like he's been, not had any major injuries throughout his career, nothing. So it really just shows, man, how he's just able to take care of his body and just give it all on the court. But it's looking like so far, man, he's going to have to just go Super Saiyan mode on those guys, man, in order to pull them through. Um, it's going to be hard to, you know, really weird to see uh, LeBron uh, lose in the first round, um, you know, especially with him going to this finals, uh, I think, seven years in a row now or something like that. But uh, I have faith in him, man. I think he's going to get this uh, Cleveland team through it. But um, it's just... What they're just dealing with right now, man, is just looking bad. It looks like this could be a pretty rough um, playoff series for them going forward. So. Yeah. Now, uh, just real quick, man, who do you, out of these teams that are in the playoffs for the Eastern Conference, uh, who do you have uh, making it to the finals out of the East, uh, to the championship uh, NBA finals? Uh, before the playoffs started, I was looking at Cleveland and Philly. Okay. Cleveland and Philly. Yeah, I could definitely see that as well. So that's who I uh, had as well. So I just think uh, with Philly, they're young and they're talented. Um, they'll just be able to uh, do it uh, just with those guys on the court, especially with the Boston team that's shorthanded. Still iffy on, like I said, uh, Lowry and the Rosen playing together. Then LeBron, man, it's just hard to go against the guy, man, just continuously brought it to the uh, finals year after year. So I can definitely agree with that. Um, Anything else to add for the East before we go to the West? No. All right. Uh, first thing uh, we're about to get into is Golden State Warriors versus Spurs. Uh, Golden State leads uh, 2-0. Uh, first of all, I got some uh, prayers out to uh, Coach Popovich, uh, I'm losing his wife. Um, just a great guy, man. I love how he's always just able to speak his mind, uh, when he wants to. Cause sometimes, man, when they bring those questions, sometimes he don't want to say anything at all. But, um, just love how outspoken he could be and just, just a great coach he is. Uh, he really gives it off for that franchise. But, um, Harrison, uh, and prayers out to him and his family right now. But, um, just what are your thoughts on this series, man? Um, I know the Spurs have been going uh, out without Kawhi for the regular season, but were you uh, shocked at all that he didn't uh, lace them up for the playoffs, or were you kind of expecting that, or what? No, I'm not surprised. Uh, I Personally, I thought if he was going to be available in the playoffs, he would have come back you know, a week or two before. Before the regular season was over, so yeah, get some win. I was fully like, expecting, yeah, yeah. So I was fully expecting him not to happen. Uh, I think that bridge is just pretty much burned. So, uh, and and one, like you said, thoughts and prayers, to Pop and and his family. But uh, in regards to the situation, Pop has kind of made it clear that he has no intent of like mending the fence. With uh, some of the side, with not with his, his little pot shots that he's made to the media, like whenever somebody asks about Kawhi, you need to talk to him and his group, yeah, that kind of stuff, and, you know. And then the uh, 
the overabundance of positive words he had for Marcus Aldridge a week or so ago, where all he, he's been here for the guys every game and all the adversity he's played through, like you could clearly see he was trying to make note to somebody else. So yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty, I was pretty much sure that uh, that that bridge is totally burned, and they proud in the off season have to try to figure out what they can do uh, if they can move Kawhi and can they get some sort of value for him. Yeah, just absolutely crazy, man. How one year can just kind of change anything for a team, man. Last year, it was looking like Aldridge was the one that was getting ready to go and uh, get the boot, uh, get him out of there. And, you know, Kawhi being the guy, but this year, one year later, man, it's looking like the exact opposite. So, just crazy, man, how things can go, um, you know, just in the sports realm. But just have to see how this is just play off for both squads. Up next, we have the Pelicans uh, versus Portland, man. Uh, the Pelicans are up 2-0. Uh, man, Rondo, he's been uh, balling, doing his thing. Uh, so, that's good to see. Um, but just Pelicans overall, man, not just Rondo, man, AD, all those guys are just playing great um, against this Portland team who were just making a splash in the uh, regular season. Do um, you think Pelicans got this in the bag, man, or you, you uh, still got faith that Portland could be able to pull this one out? Uh, just how how you feeling? Man, I would be shocked if the Blazers came back and win this series. You lose two straight at home yeah. to the lower seed. And you get that, that confidence up for them going, going home. And I mean, as much as I love Dame Lillard, uh, he's not a, he's not AD. And, yeah. And then, like you said, you got, you got Rondo going back a couple of years. It looks like, uh, how he's playing. You got Drew Holiday playing, uh, some good ball. And they, <laughs> I, I, I just think the Pelicans are on too much of a roll right now. And, yeah. Portland just kind of ran into a buzzsaw. Yeah, uh, I feel exactly uh, the same way, man. Uh, those guys are just clicking. Um, just doing their thing, man. It's just good to see, uh, especially I uh, thought they possibly um, would not have even made it uh, to the playoffs um, with uh, my man Boogie going down. But they got it together, man. AD's been healthy, playing phenomenal basketball. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about you know, hard and this, hard and that. But uh, AD just had a phenomenal year, man. He's been carrying this team and just been playing great. So I feel the exact same way, man. I think the Pelicans are definitely going to make it to round two. Now, up next, we're about to get right into the Thunder versus Jazz. Uh, the series is tied 1-1. Um, what do you got to say about that? Uh... I mean, this is this is the one where everybody thought would kind of be a little bit more of a, as far as the West goes. Yeah. This was the one that would be a little more of a, a street fight uh, type deal. You know, that uh, the series that would go six or seven. Yeah. Uh, the Thunder probably thought they silenced a lot of critics with Game One, uh, how Paul George played and everything, because you know, over the last few years he's gotten a little bit of a rap as you know not being as big as he is during the regular season uh during the playoffs outside of 
the one year versus uh, Miami. Uh, but this this Jazz team is a solid team. They don't have a ton of name value to them uh, outside of uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, who's made a lot of noise. But yeah, it's it's uh. This jazz team is not going to back down, and yeah. we we know this Thunder team has a lot of flaws to it. Yeah, uh, if, if their big three aren't all on the same page and playing well together, they're very beatable. And yeah. we saw that. Uh, I got a question for you, man. Um, you know, me and Tyler, we were talking about this two weeks ago um, after you got off. Uh, just with Russell Westbrook, man, just how he just gets his stats, um, you know, get the points, the assists, the rebounds, um, and so forth. Uh, back a year ago, man, he had Oladipo um, on a team. Uh, stats, they were pretty okay. He leaves, he goes to the Pacers, and in my opinion, he's the most improved player in the um, NBA. Um, <laughs> just have an absolutely phenomenal year. With a guy like Westbrook, um, just with this team and uh, with him, you know, getting the triple doubles and everything, how much do you think, you know, one of my favorite players in the NBA, I love this guy's hustle, man, and just talent and everything, but how much do you think he um, wants, how do I want to say it, how much do you think he uh, just hurts his teammates, um, you know, uh, in terms of them just uh, developing or just with the team chemistry? Uh, just with him just going out there, you know, getting the points. Some people call him, might call him a ball hog, uh, you know, getting the assists, getting the rebounds or anything like that. Um, just you you think he does his uh, Hurst's teammates uh, more than he does uh, them good or what? It's hard for me to, well, I guess hurting the teammates, he, he does bring down potential. Uh, as good and crazy athletic and talented as he is, uh, his style of play is not always deemed to make other players better. He's yeah. not that type of point guard, even though, I mean, I would say he's one of the, he's one of the four or five best players in the league, individual players. Yeah. I, I would still say, but yeah, uh, it seems that it's a struggle for him to play with. Other stars. Uh, the best setup he had was when he had Kevin Durant. Yes, because Durant was okay letting him be him and just being super efficient. Yeah, taking his sixteen, seventeen shots, hitting thirteen, fourteen of them, and still getting his. Yeah, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony are not those kind of players. They're not efficient players, and they're both also used to being the man and. Not really used to taking a backseat. Yeah, Mello has done reasonable with the job, just because I think he knows he's he's his physical his physical abilities just aren't what they were. Yeah, uh, even like three four years ago. Uh, but Paul George is still kind of at his peak, so he he has given up some of what he does just to allow Russ to be Russ. Uh, I do still feel that last year, I mean. Yes, we've seen some growth from Oladipo. Yeah. But maybe it was because of being teamed up with Russ. Maybe it was, uh, uh, maybe that did hinder him some, but he yeah. seemed to be the same player for OKC last year as he was with Orlando. So, yeah. true. 
So I do still feel last year Russ needed to do what he was doing last year to get them to the playoffs and have them uh, to have them in position to win games. Yeah, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to be that player right now. Yeah, what does he have to be? I'm not sure. Yeah, this is something where coaches and he has to realize he has to do more to get players involved, yeah. uh, especially if he wants if he. He signed the extension. He's going to stay in Oklahoma City. If he wants good players to come and play with him, he's going to have to figure out how to cater his game as a point guard. That's just something you have to do. Yeah. We've seen through the history of the NBA, outside of people will try to say Iverson was a point guard, even though they had to play in two. Erickson was the technical point guard. But that's yeah. about the closest you can get to a volume-shooting point guard getting to the finals. Yeah, but he couldn't win it. All he could get, all he could get was one game. Yeah, so yeah, he has to look at what he does and figure something out. Yeah, you know, um, I was just wondering that man because my man Kawhi out. Uh, you know, Russell is probably uh, my favorite uh, basketball player in the league uh, right now. Just my man Kawhi being out, but um, just interesting. You know, you see Oladipo. Going there, but you you know you mentioned you know he was playing just like the same way as he was in um, Orlando. Um, you know he goes out there, he leaves Westbrook and uh, plays for phenomenal. Uh, KD leaves Westbrook, gets a ring, you know, and all this stuff. And then you have you know two guys like Melo and PG thirteen, you know, both ballers um, to play well. Um, numbers um, just aren't as spectacular as they were uh, prior to. Uh, Westbrook just with all of the, you know, stuff that he does on the court. So just was something I was thinking, man. But, um, yeah, it's definitely just going to be interesting to see if, you know, if he wants to continue to sign with them or whatnot, if he can bring in players, um, that can help him win if those guys decide to go or whatnot. So. All right. Up next, we have the Houston Rockets versus Timberwolves. Um, just what are your thoughts on this matchup, man? Um, Rockets handled business in game two. The Timberwolves in the first game, they, uh, were playing very close. Looks like they could have got the win against them in the first game, but, uh, Rockets got by and won that one and Rockets just tore them up, uh, the second game. So, uh, thinking a potential sweep, you think the Timberwolves can get a couple wins against them or what? I wouldn't say a couple. Uh, the Timberwolves might be able to get a home game. Okay. But- uh, yeah, see this at, at, uh, at best for the Timberwolves, it's a gentleman sweep five games. Yeah. So, uh, they might be able to pull one in front of the home crowd where, you know, you got to protect your house or at least try. So they might be able to get one of those, but I don't see it get two. Yeah. Uh, Houston has this one, I feel pretty in hand. The, the one that was close that they, Possibly could have lost was game one, but they still got it, and then they they put the clamps on them in game two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel the exact same way, man. Yeah, the Rockets just the Rockets. Um, you know, think they could think this is. I think uh, the Timberwolves end up getting one game um against them, but uh, the Rockets just man, they just play exceptional. Um. My opinion, I'm going to say it now. I got them winning the uh, whole thing. I got them winning the championship. Uh, this team just caught my eye this year, man. I just love how they play. But um, just handling business, man. 
Now, who did you have in the uh, West uh, being in the finals? I'm still rolling with Golden State. Uh, I, I guess they're one of those ones where until I see them beat, I'm, I'm picking them. Hey, you, yeah, they're the champs, man. Hey, hey you know, I, I definitely can't go wrong against that one at all. So, yeah. I and I mean, what they're doing, I mean, this, this Spurs are in shambles right now. So yeah. I'm not going to put too much on them, but still how they're playing. And as long as he comes back, you know, playing at 75, 80, 90% for that second round and continues to stay healthy, I think by the time they get to that round, they'll be ready for the Rockets. Uh, I still, I still put Gold State's defense over the Rockets and they, are close enough in offensive ability where I, I, I would still get a series to Golden State. All right. Nothing wrong with that at all, man. Um, just real quick before we get to the NFL, man, uh, we were talking a couple days ago uh, just about LeBron um, in Cleveland. Just in case if they were to lose against the Pacers, uh, you brought up something interesting saying that you believe he would uh, end up going to Philly. Um, you still believe that? Or, oh yeah, yeah. I see that talent that they have on the team. Most of them are still on their rookie deals, so there's there could be the ability of having that money available for them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm in Philly would they would uh, not sign who they need to not sign to make sure there's the money available for LeBron there. I mean, having two big dudes that can play with LeBron and Ben Simmons, like basically the current LeBron James and the future LeBron James on the same team. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. And then MB down low, that that team would be a monster. I would pick them over Golden State with that lineup. Yeah. Just a quick question with that, man. Um, how would you think that would hurt LeBron's legacy? Because my opinion, everybody still says, man, LeBron, he's still the best player in the NBA. And, you know, when you're the best player in the NBA, um, not saying that he hasn't, he has brought some pieces, uh, you know, to Cleveland, um, with them, um, and whatnot. But if you're the best player in the NBA, in my opinion, the, uh, other guys will want to come to you instead of you coming to them, instead of you going to the Miami Heat. Or, you know, you, in your, uh, instance, instead of him going to Philly, uh, guys will want to come play with him. Uh, this will be the second time, um, that he's done that, uh, with a major team where, you know, I couldn't picture Jordan saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the Lakers and I'm going to join this bad boys Pistons team or, you know, Kareem, uh, saying that he wants to go to a roster like that, you know, with them being the best guys during their time. Uh, so just if, if that was to happen, just like what do you think that would just say about LeBron and his legacy? I mean, personally, it still would be like it's just how today's NBA is. Uh, True. You need you need some sort of super team to win a title. Yeah. Uh, the the last of that that breed of just teams that were good and better than other teams was pretty much that uh, that old four Pistons team. Yeah. That was pretty much the last of that. I mean, people may bring up the Spurs, but that was still Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, uh, they, and, and Kawhi at the end. Yeah. So they still had, you know, 
multiple all-stars on that team. It was built a different way. I'll yeah. give you that. Uh, it was built through the draft and, you know, a couple smart signings, but, uh, it's just the league these days. You, you need a couple stars. And I, I mean, I feel like you've always needed it, but it just seems like you need, like, you may need like two top 10 players at least to win a title now. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, as long as you had a couple, few all-star caliber players, you, you could do well. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, and as, as much as I'm still Jordan over LeBron, like Jordan's my favorite of all time. I think he's number one of all time. I do feel bad for LeBron when people bring up that argument that you just made. Why don't players come to play with him? You know, yeah. Rodman went to Jordan. Yeah. Uh, the players that went to play with Kobe, they, they went there. He didn't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. This is Chicago and LA. Uh, those are two uh, big come, markets. Don't knock Cleveland. <laughs> I'm saying, I don't want to We got We got family in Cleveland. Yeah. I have no ill will towards Cleveland, but I'm sorry. If I am if I got the chance to sign with a couple teams that have the chances of winning the title, like, I'm sorry, LeBron, you are awesome, but I'm not going to Cleveland. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure when the big three in Miami were made, like, when all of those free agents, I'm pretty sure D-Wade was like, South Beach. I'm not going to Cleveland. Yeah. You come here. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that the order, the pecking order for the teams that they were willing to sign with, it was Miami, Toronto, Cleveland. Yeah. So, uh, I, if, if whoever, one of them was going to stay with their team and the other two were going to come. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry. Just Cleveland, LeBron did his deed for you. He got you a title, but sorry, just free agents aren't like most free agents. You did get Kevin Love there. They drafted uh, Kyrie. Yeah. Who else has gone there? That's like Shaq went there when he was decrepit, basically. Yeah, Couldn't much. make it up and down the court. Yeah. So big name free agents are not coming to Cleveland. It's just, it doesn't happen. It, what sport does it happen? None of them. Yeah. When, who was the last big free agent to sign with the Broncos? Or, I mean, the Browns, I mean, not Broncos, the Browns. Yeah. It's it just, sorry, Cleveland is not popping like that. I yeah. mean, this is not me trying to hate because it really doesn't happen here in Detroit either. Yeah. Like most of our championship teams has been built through trades and the draft. Yeah. Uh, similar situations. So I, I think if it came down to it, people would pick Detroit over Cleveland. Yeah. But it's just, sorry, like, I think that part of that hurts LeBron. Uh, his, he was drafted by his home team. And, you know, that was a great story. But it's just, sorry, nobody's coming to Cleveland. What the hell does Cleveland have that would bring somebody <laughs> there? It's cold. It's not the richest of cities. And, you know, it's, what, see your point? Is yeah. that what, that's, that's what you want to go to in Ohio? Yeah. I mean, the only, only team in Ohio that's making noise that consistently brings talent is Ohio State. That's, yeah. That's college kids. A, a college town is a college town. That's fun. But when it comes to making money and making a lifestyle for yourself, nah, sorry, Cleveland ain't going to do it. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that, man. All right. Anything else to add for the NBA uh, before we get to your boys? Nope. All right. About to touch on the Cowboys, uh particular uh, former Cowboy, uh, Dez Bryant. Um What's going on? Him, they decided to release him. Decided that he just was not worth the money uh, that he wanted. 
Um, just what were your thoughts on that, man, when that first uh, came out? Uh, personally, I was just like, it was something that really needed to be done just from a business sense of it. I love Dez. Uh, I think he, he's gotten a little bit of a bad rap as far as his personality goes. But, I agree. Yeah. But he, he was clearly diminishing as a player and was not worth the contract that he, he did earn. He earned the contract. Like, there was a two, three year span where the only player you could argue was better than him at his position was Calvin Johnson. So, you yeah. know, to, to have a span of your career where you're arguably the best player at your position, he earned the deal, but yeah. he didn't live up to the, to the deal. Yeah. Uh, he, he was starting to get injured more. He, he, he would play through him. Uh, I give him credit for that. He's tough, but you know, his, his athletic ability that was basically covering up his deficiencies, which is his lack of route running. Yeah. Then, and that just made him, uh, disposable. Uh, you can't have a, somebody making that kind of contract that's losing speed and losing shiftiness that can only run three routes. Uh, yeah. cause I mean, just that's, that's the knock on the, the back shoulder fade. It's a, uh, corner out or us. Land across the middle. That's about all you get with this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, if you put in, I mean, you can see just people were not putting their number one corners on this anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's the big, that's the biggest glaring slap you could put out, boys. Your number one receiver, what, money wise, is not even drawing number one corners. And if yeah. he does have a number one corner of them, you might as well not look at him because they know. He only has three routes on the tree that he can, that he can run well. Yeah. So it it was time to go. Uh, I do wish the Cowboys would have made this decision earlier so he could really test the market. Oh yeah. Because uh, I mean they they did it two weeks before the draft. So really, if if a team's looking at a receiver right now, they're going to look and see if they can get somebody in the draft. Des probably isn't going to be signed for another month now. Yeah. Uh, because of that. So I do feel bad for him there. I think they did him wrong with the timing. They yeah. should have done this a, a month or two ago and, and had this conversation. I think it was because, uh, it's reported Jerry Jones had quite a relationship with Dez, looked at him like a son type figure and, yeah. uh, had a lot of love for him. So it probably took a lot of coaxing to get him to agree to release him. Uh, but I, I, for Dez, I wish they would have done it earlier. That's about the only thing I feel as far as them doing it wrong. Yeah. So I was uh, listening to an interview with uh, Dez. I think he even uh, was told by Jerry Jones not to uh, take a pay cut and to, you know, to stick uh, with his uh, police and how much he thought he was worth and everything, but <laughs> had to get rid of him. So it's, yeah, uh, seemed like they were very close um, and everything. But yeah, it was just, it's going to be kind of weird, um, you know. Not seeing Dez in that uh, Cowboys jersey, man. It just seemed like the team just fit him so well. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's a business. You know, you got to get the right pieces uh, that you think could get you to a championship and stuff. So they felt Dez wasn't going to be the one. And it's time for them to move on, I guess. Now, is there a team um, that you think he uh, will be going to? Or is there uh, some place that you think would be a good fit for him? What uh, what do you what do you think he's gonna possibly end up going, or who do you think would be a good fit for him to go to? 
Yeah, that's that's the thing with it. I'm not sure where it actually is a good fit because of the point I made earlier, timing of it. Uh, a lot of the free agent signings have already been made, and yeah. we're so close to the draft right now where I think players are going to be looking, or coach, or GMs and teams are going to be looking at the draft to see if they can get that receiver to put him over the edge. Uh, one thing I was looking at is maybe some of these teams that are trying to stack up because they think their window is, is right there. So, like, maybe a St. Louis uh, just to give them those last couple weapons because they seem to be just picking up names to yeah. go with the, the season that they had last year. So, I mean, I could see them just, you know, give us give us one more weapon for Jared Goff to throw to. Uh, uh, but, I mean, other than that, you know, making the what quarterbacks are around, do the Patriots think they may have another reclamation project with them? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been, he's been working with some receiver group who's saying that he's capable of running more routes and can improve that way, but that remains to be seen. So, I guess those are the only two that kind of pop to the top of my head, but I, I don't even think those are big chances. It just comes down to how the draft shakes out and who, who has, who has a need still at receiver after, uh, after next week. Right. I was about to say, man, uh, no Detroit Lions. No. <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. Uh, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, with that being said, man, is there just anything else to add, uh, you know, whether NFL, NBA, um, or what, uh, before he closes us out? No. I think I've said it all. Yeah. Got a lot in, so. But all right, y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning in, um, to the show. Um, as always, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, just hit us up on the search engine, Don't Kill a Messengers podcast. Uh, we should pop right up. Also, feel free to check us out on Twitter at DKM underscore cast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, gonna continue to keep pushing out more content. So, just look forward. But until then, we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>